have you ever thought about doing some private labeling? Let's talk about what that is and how you can make a crap ton of cash from it. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And this week's episode is brought to you by How to Write Emails. So good, you look at the screen. You can go ahead and head on over to katedoster.com forward slash free training to make sure you watch that where we are going to prove to the world that nice guys do not need to finish last because that is not what we are about in 2022, y'all. We are starting a revolution. And a way that we are starting this revolution is by talking all about this month about different revenue sources. And I really tried to highlight and talk to other guests and talk about my own experiences with making money through different means, because I know we talk a lot about digital products here, especially signature offers, you know, tiny mini courses, essentially, but there are so many other ways that you can make money online. And I really want to make sure that we start highlighting way more of those things here on Inbox Besties. And today's episode is with Faith Lee. If that name sounds familiar, you might have signed up for her back to business free bundle goodie, which was all about kids printables. So Faith does has one side of her business where she does sells printables that she makes in Canva and in another program that I would have never thought of, which she'll tell you in the interview. So keep listening. But What Faith actually does now in tandem as well is she sells her other business owners, her templates that they can use and then resell. It's called PLR, Private Labeling Rights, and it is such an interesting way to make money. And Faith literally lays out how she turned her business around in just a matter of a couple of months by honestly being brave. But what I really love about this interview is Faith gets really raw and honest with us about what it was like when her business was struggling and how it was putting a strain on her marriage, how because she is located in Singapore, she does not have any real life people who are doing this. And even though she loves joining, you know, participating in other groups and coaching programs, I got to be honest with us, most of our coaching calls tend to happen when she's asleep. So we are really just going to run the gamut here. We even talk about affiliate marketing in this. We talk about email marketing. We talk about if you want to sell your printables to other people so they can sell your printables. I mean, we cover the gambit in such a short amount of time. So that is enough from me. If you love this episode, which I know that you're going to as part of our revenue series, make sure you go ahead and take a screenshot. Tag me over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. I have all the information for Faith down below. That way you can find out more about her. Go to her website. She might let you go in her membership um, because she only opens it a couple of times a year. Technically, I don't think it's open right now, but I think she'll let us slide in for a little bit. So do not hesitate if that is something that you are into and you want to add this to your money-making repertoire, especially if you got some skills already in design. I think it's a great revenue source. So let's go ahead and start talking to Faith. All right, everyone, like I was saying in the intro, I'm really excited. If you had been lucky enough to be somebody who went to the back to business bundle, I know this is definitely one of the freebies that you had gotten about selling kids printables. And so I had to have faith on because as we were talking about a little bit before I have done the interview, the model that I traditionally teach is a very I don't want to say standard, but it's very sort of like standard. Like you've got a handful of products. Maybe you've got like your bigger signature offer, but what if you are just like super creative and you want to sell 
a lot of a little things. So that is definitely what we are going to be talking about today. So Faithly, I'm so excited to have you on and to chat with you. Can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hi, Kate. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually very excited too. So uh, my own website is on faithsbizacademy.com and I've been creating and selling PLR products, which is private label rights. So what these products actually mean um, they're actually printables that I create either on Canva, PowerPoint, and Photoshop Elements. But then when I sell them, they come with commercial use rights. So this means that um, like as bloggers, as printable sellers, um, they can purchase these products from me. And then after that, they can customize them, modify them, rebrand them, and then sell it to someone else for to the end consumer for their personal use. So other than the PLR products, I also create uh, courses uh, on designing to help people hone their design skills to be better at creating and customizing these printables. Um, I also do a lot of um, online marketing and I also run coaching programs, both one-to-one -one as well as group coaching programs to help other people to also be able to make money online. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I was going to say, and you've got three kids. I don't know if they're home all the time, but I know that you said that they <laughs> might make guest appearances today on the show. So that is a lot of stuff and kids to wrangle everybody. So we're definitely yeah. going to talk more about um, the private labeling. I think that that's not a concept that you hear about all too often. Before we go ahead into that, and we talk about commercial right usage and design, just all of that greatness. Um, here on Inbox Besties, we know that it's not all sunshines and rainbows and there are some days are a little bit harder than others. So has there been any point in your business either recently, or maybe when you were just getting started or that messy middle part where you're just like, I think I want to go get a real job, or I'd rather describe like Uber <laughs> or something like that. Like I'm just, I'm kind of done. So, um, so my real job is um, I've actually been an insurance agent uh, since 2010. So that was my first job since I graduated from college. Um, and I've been doing that for the last 10 years. But then when my third kid came along, um, I had to cut down on going out to meet my clients. And I stopped doing road shows. I stopped doing cold calls. And therefore, my income also suffered. So I came to a point where I needed to do something to supplement my income. And then I thought maybe I could try blogging because um, I think, you know, it's just my personal opinion. I think that um, I'm pretty good with writing. So I thought, you know, blogging should be easy, but it's not. It's not, it's not just about writing. So, um, but I, I guess I also wanted an avenue to, um, to kind of express my creativity so I've got three kids and it's tiring and the routine can get very mundane too. So what I really wanted to have was an avenue where I can create something, write something as well as hopefully make money. But I was trying to um, just squeeze in time through the day to do the blogging stuff. So I was staying up really late at night and waking up an hour earlier before the kids so that I could I could focus on creating content. And my husband wasn't happy about it. So, so that was actually like um, the biggest roadblock. So I was trying to be kind of sneaky about it. Like, like I said, staying up late and waking early. But, um, but what my husband saw was that I was spending a lot of time on the computer and not getting any results. You know, this, there wasn't any real money coming in. So he, we had a huge argument and I think that was uh, the worst part of this yeah. um, journey of entrepreneurship. And then 
Uh, and after that, I just felt, I felt really dejected and I felt like, oh, he didn't understand. But I mean, um, and I didn't want it to affect our marriage too. I mean, it wouldn't have yeah. been worth it, right? So I actually just kind of left my website as is for like two months without touching it. But at the back of my mind, I, I just keep thinking about all the other bloggers I've come across, all the other stories that I've read, the courses that I've gone through. And I really, truly believe that if other busy moms could build an online business, you know, I could do it too. You know, I just, I just yeah. needed to persist. Yeah. So I went back to waking up early and staying up late, but I tried to do it less. And of course my husband noticed it, but um, he just, he just kind of let me do my stuff. And then uh, slowly things started paying off and I started selling uh, printables. And that was really exciting. You know, like the printables that I, that I first created was using Excel and I actually mm. managed to sell it. And, and I was like over the moon, but I couldn't like outwardly celebrate because, <laughs> because right. I didn't have that 100% support from my husband. But, but I, think, um, I think the journey can really be very lonely and... And I think the other thing is, um, so I'm from Singapore and you're from US and most of my audience is actually from US. So um, at the beginning, I found it really hard to kind of fit in. Like I didn't know anybody. Everything was just online and virtual. There wasn't someone that I could talk in real life, you know, with inverted commas, yes. in real life about my online business. So it, and then the fact that my husband wasn't supportive. So it was really, really, it was very lonely. And, yeah. but but I guess, like I said just now, it's because I really believe that if other moms could do it, you know, I could also do something like that. You know, all I needed was like maybe just a couple of hundred dollars a month to begin with or just a thousand dollars. And that would that would make me so happy, you know, instead of just living from paycheck to paycheck and trying to, you know, cut down on my expenses. And you mentioned Uber just now, right? So yeah. even in the midst of of uh, running this online business when I was trying to get things off the ground I did drive for Uber <laughs> in my Do spare it, time like... and I was doing and I was doing um other freelance work like doing paid book reviews and I was also um working as uh, a private tutor so I was doing all these different jobs to kind of supplement my income while focusing on the fact that I do want to build this online business and try to get it off the ground what I do love about all those other businesses and in particular the Uber, it's still like you're a freelancer, like the entire time. So it's like, you're still your boss. It's still kind of like your little mini entrepreneurial journey. And I just want to thank you for just being brave enough to share this. Now we've had a couple of guests on in the past as well. And when we asked them, like, what was like that moment where you're just like, I don't know, maybe I need to like go work in fast food or something. A lot of the times it ends up being that messy middle where you're putting in all this time and effort and your spouse or your family sees it. And they get mad because you're not like spending the time with them or like they think things are like falling through the cracks and just like ignoring them. But I love how, like you said, there was perseverance. If other people can do this, I can do this. And there's just something so rewarding. Like you said, like even I think everyone's first sale when you're like, oh, I got to send me something. Like when that sale came in for that Excel spreadsheet, like it must have been the coolest feeling in the world. Yeah. In fact, um, I remember I was on a family trip in the UK. So uh, it was 1st of January and I woke up to this notification from WooCommerce that I made a mm -hmm. sale and I was just holding the excitement inside. <laughs> and the 
squealing inwards, you know, because I was so excited that I finally actually sold something. So I guess the funny thing is um, I see other people selling stuff and I have purchased from other online sellers, right? But the, the fact that I actually managed to sell one myself, it was it was an unbelievable feeling. And, and I think that kind of cemented that this is it you know this really works I mean it not it is not an overnight success it is not a get rich quick scheme but it it is legitimate you know you can make money from selling printables and selling other types of digital products online I absolutely love that and I like how again we have very similar stories and like I was not one of those people that like in six months is making a trillion dollars everybody that's not the way it works so I, I absolutely love this so um, you had mentioned that one of the programs that you had been using was Excel um, and WooCommerce is a plugin that you use to accept payments. The other thing before we go ahead and talk a little bit more about what exactly like private labeling is and how you found it. And because that's just something that like you don't typically hear about, like my students usually are creating the printables to sell their printables to the end consumer. So I'd love to hear how you found out about private labeling. Cause I think that's fascinating, but I just wanted to echo about that loneliness and about how, especially being a Singapore too, like time zone wise, like it must've just been like, oh, all of the calls are probably while you're sleeping in the middle of the night for all those programs that you bought. Like, yes. like I can't even hang out with people in the Facebook group because no one's there. They're asleep. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. So, um, it doesn't help that uh, the time difference is to my disadvantage. Like when I attend different events or I try to sign up as a participant, there were a lot of live calls that I couldn't attend myself because, yeah. because it's like at 2 a.m. in the morning, you know. Um, then when it comes to the private label rights, so I started blogging since 2018. And then mm -hmm. my first printable sale was on 1st January 2019. And then I just kept creating and then um, in improving the look of my printables. So I moved on from using Excel to then using Photoshop elements. So then, you know, I, I felt that my design was getting better, right? So I was um, creating better quality products that people were willing to pay for. The I would say that my business really turned around um, in September 2020. So mm. in August 2020, I came across this bundle, which I paid for. And then I realized that they say that they're selling printables with the editable files. And most of them are actually selling PowerPoint files. So there were Canva templates and there were also PowerPoint and Photoshop files. So they were not just selling like the PDF version of the printables. They were selling the editable source files. So that was actually, it was through the bundle that I came to know this thing called private label rights. And I was just amazed. I was, I thought, you know, I've been creating printables like, like for about two years already, and I've been doing it all by myself, you know, and if I could penetrate this market and start selling my products with private label rights, I could easily increase the price of my products, you know? So like previously I was selling like, personal use planners for just a couple of dollars each. But now that I have this audience who is willing to pay, you know, now one product could be 20 over dollars each. And that was a huge jump for me. Yeah. yeah. So basically it, um, I'm kind of moved from the business model from like a B to C to a B to B. So mm -hmm. now my main audience, the audience who buys um, personal use, sorry, private label rights products are actually also online sellers. Many of them are actually um, Etsy shop owners. Oh, so a lot of them, 
you'll be you'll be surprised that actually a lot of them are retirees. You know, they're retirees so cool. or they have um they actually a lot of them also have like um they struggle with health issues so they they are limited by the type of jobs that they can take outside so they're all trying to build an income online and the easiest way is to start a shop on etsy selling printables and of course some of them are also juggling like um they have the caregiver role they're taking care of someone else or they do have a day job but is trying to supplement their income so the fastest way to start selling printables is you know, you cut short the time on designing, but make use of this private label rights products, which are already nicely done for you. All you need to do is, you know, you can add your branding, make a little bit of changes here and there. And there you go. You have a product ready for sale. So it speeds up the process for these people who are selling printables online. So of course, um, I would think that actually a lot of bloggers are not really familiar with that. I mean, Mm-mm. I think we're familiar with Canva templates, you know, like yeah. uh, we get templates to, especially for uh, social media images, but, yeah. but, you know, you can actually do so much more on Canva. You can create planners, checklists, printables on Canva and, and those can essentially come with commercial use rights as well. Right. So you're using the templates, you're modifying it and then reselling it, you know, selling it as a PDF version. So, Mm -hmm. but for the private label rights, um, because a lot of them, like I mentioned, they're actually retirees. The age group is actually a little higher. So most of them are not that familiar with Canva, but they're Mm -hmm. more familiar with PowerPoint. So, a lot of the a lot of the templates are actually in PowerPoint files. Yeah. So from there, I also kind of modified um, the way I created my products. So previously I was using using a lot of Canva and Photoshop elements, but now I'm focusing on Canva and PowerPoint because the target audience likes to use PowerPoint. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. And again, it's not something that you would know until you do it. So I mean, there are so many questions, like I said, and this is why you've got whole courses about this. And don't worry, everyone, we're going to have a link to all the social, all the courses, like, cause I'm going to want to know that everyone's going to want to need to know this stuff. So how for like the retirees and all this, who think that they want to sell an Etsy, like, how would they find you in the first place? Like, is it from your content marketing? So like you would like have like a blog post talks about like different way to make money online. And then you sort of talk about private label rights, I guess, since that's not a term that most people know of like how would they find you to be able to buy from you so um I kind of jumped into the PLR uh, niche after purchasing the bundle myself right Mm -hmm. and then subsequently um the interesting thing is before I came to know about PLR I was doing a lot of uh, Google keyword research you know the whole blogging thing about keyword research uh, search engine optimization using Pinterest to drive traffic to my website so that people can um, purchase the personal use products whereas when it comes to the PLR right after I purchased the bundle um, the next month I set up I added a new shop to my website and I started selling PLR. And then I basically reached out to the other PLR content creators and I said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm new here. Uh, Would you like to promote, would you like to join my affiliate program? And like about 10 of them agreed readily and then they helped me promote it. So it's actually a lot of email marketing. Um, my income is really just from email marketing. I, I basically stopped doing Pinterest marketing after moving my business focus to PLR. So the, the amazing thing is that Pinterest still drives traffic to my, 
to my old website because of you know all the efforts that have been put in the last two years, right? So it still drives traffic to my website and I still get sales from my personal use printables. But when it comes to PLR, it's really just about email marketing. And we run a lot of bundles. So um, different content creators will take turns to host bundles and then each of us will contribute. And then after that, you know, then we, we co-promote each other and then we try to reach out to different ones. So I think it's like a, I would say it's a team effort because we are so supportive of each other. We keep promoting each other's products and we actually offer like 50% commission to our affiliates. So it's a huge incentive to create your own products and also promote someone else's. And then through the bundles, we try to um, reach out to a wider audience, right? So um, we've got some more prominent content creators and they have also reached out to other like the more blogging side of um, mm-hmm. the, the the bloggers. So then, you know, through each bundle, we kind of grow our audience. And, and I think that's, that's, that's how we grow our business is really just creating bundles. I mean, um, participating in bundles. And then after that, focusing on email marketing. I was like, everything I love, free and paid bundles, email <laughs> marketing. Can you see my faith and I get along so well? I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I love. And it's, I really just, I want to point out to everyone here that if you noticed when we we're talking about timelines of things, the beginning took a while when Faith was by herself and blogging in her own corner and had nobody to cheer to because of stupid time zones and other issues, right? But when she realized this is the thing that I want to do, what was the first thing she did? She reached out to people who already had her audience. She did the brave thing. Like I'm preaching to you all the time. And not only did she ask them to share her stuff, she offered them money to do it. And just like Faith said, now Faith herself can make a good living in affiliate income because when you have your private labels, um, I want to make sure that I get the acronym right, private label rights. Do you sort of like pick a niche within that like, oh, like I usually do like planners or I do things for coaches or I do things for kids. Or is it you kind of do a little bit of everything or is it your friends with somebody that does kid printables, your friends with someone that does this? How does that kind of work? Um, I think most of us do a bit of everything because mm-hmm. our target audience are Etsy sellers, right? So mm-hmm. um, of course we have people who are selling kids printables. We have people who are just selling planners and journals. And even for private label rights content, sometimes they come up with blog post articles. So they have the articles written for you, like maybe in the finance uh, topic. And then after that, they sell it with private label rights. Of course, if you really want to um, use these content to your advantage, especially with SEO and all that, you are still strongly encouraged to make tweaks to make it, you know, into your own voice. Yeah, but it really cuts short the time on creation. So for myself, um, so actually I've got like coaching clients asking me, uh, so, you know, everyone is doing like back to school planners or everyone is doing like Christmas planners. Why why are there still people buying? So the the amazing thing is even like, in June, I started creating and selling back-to-school planners because in preparation for people to sell mm. uh, to meet the demand in August, right? So there were a couple of us who started launching back-to-school planners. But but each of our, each of our styles and personality and creativity is different. So I, I could come up with something more cutesy that 
targets the preschoolers and someone could come up with something more slightly more mature for let's say the high school students you know so even when it's like just a back to school planner because our perspectives are different you know the mm -hmm. styles are different so our products still end up looking different and people are still willing to buy multiple back to school planners because essentially they're all different so I guess to answer your question, <laughs> um, we do a bit of everything. Yeah, but I think there is a specific style that each of us reflects. Like I love to use floral elements in my design. So most of my planners, I would like to think that they're on the pretty side, you know, like with yeah. floral designs. And then I've got another colleague who who likes to use watercolor elements. She, she mm -hmm. hires someone to, um, to do digital painting, to create those clip art in watercolor designs and then she uses them for her products so and then we also have like other content creators who are a bit more minimalist you know so they yeah. their designs are yeah are much simpler so we can end up selling the same kind of topic for the planners but the styles are essentially very different oh that's that's so cool there's so many things so I know that I don't have too much of your time and I know that we put a lot out there guys and this is like I said I really wanted to focus on inbox besties really trying to highlight other modes of income besides just what I consider the standard signature course model. And we're definitely going to have to have somebody that sells Etsy as well for different crafts and things like that. We have some product creators for physical goods as well. I just think that this is just so unbelievably interesting. And like, I can <laughs> see why that your clientele who would buy it would want to buy other people's bun, like back to school products as well, because then that just gives them more opportunities to sell. Yes, that's Which right. So then they so can smart. have more variety on their shop to sell. Yeah. So I think for personal use printables, it's a lot about, um, adding products regularly to your shop, especially on Etsy, because it's actually, it's a good platform for new printable sellers to start their business, but it's also very competitive. So if you want an itch okay. over your competitors, you need to be adding lots of products regularly. So having these, you know, PLR, the private label rights products to choose from and to buy and then to customize, you can speed up the whole process of adding more products to your shop and, you know, therefore making more sales. Okay. I've got a couple more questions. One is going to be about email, but the other one that I have to ask and keep in mind, everyone, we are not lawyers, nor do we pretend to be. But my question is what type of lawyer or who do you have to talk to, or how do you find like the actual contracts that all your stuff can use commercial rights? Like, I feel like a lot of us in the online space, we have like our copywritten material that we put like, you know, you can't sell this, this isn't for resale, all this sort of stuff. You know, did you have to go to, to a lawyer, to a specialist, to somebody to be able to draft up something that you can actually give to your own clients? Um, so the, we, we've got some other content creators who have actually hired lawyers to write the copyright page for them specifically, but I think most of us don't, but what, what, I think that the, um, the basic rule of thumb is once the product is out of my hands, you can basically do whatever that you want. So the only thing that you, the main thing that you cannot do is, for example, if I'm selling a planner with the editable PowerPoint file, the only thing that you cannot do is to resell that PowerPoint file. So if you gotcha. were to rebrand it, you know, um, 
customize it at your own designs, graphics, colors, whatever. As long as it's in PDF version, it's fine. So the only thing that you cannot do is to resell the editable source file. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. for the other like uh, legal issues, I I get like um the templates from mm-hmm. those legal bundles that are sold Makes by lawyers who are also bloggers. Yeah. Just using those templates and then just customizing uh, with the details that apply to my business. That makes a lot of sense. I think the people were wondering, and I know that everyone has this question. So I'm going to ask it a little bit. You had said that, I know this is what you teach in your coaching program. So you have to give it all away, but you said that email marketing is really what fuels the business. So how do you go about with your email list? Is it that you're telling them about a variety of things? Is it that you're telling them about the bundle? Like how, how does that all work? So I think, um, as I was saying just now that we co-promote each other's products, Mm -hmm. right? In the same PLR niche. So the good thing is that when people join my email list, they are already interested in private labor rights products. So because of that, it makes it really easy to promote other PLR products because it's totally related. Whereas, for example, if if previously my main target audience were personal use printables, you know, audience were only interested in personal use printables. I need to be very careful of what I promote. You know, if I'm selling printables and then I'm suddenly talking about fashion, then, you know, there's this, um, there's yeah. this disconnect, right? Yeah. So um, I think the main reason why email marketing is so effective in this PLR niche is because we have so many different affiliate products to promote. Um, almost every week, we've got new products to promote and people are on the lookout for more products to buy because they're business owners themselves. They are willing to invest in all these because it helps them grow their business. So that is really helpful. Plus, um, we're actually promoting very closely related products. So I think that is also very helpful. Whereas I think like even when I just had bloggers as part of my uh, a segment on my list it was also Mm. kind of hard to come in every week or multiple times a week to have something new to share you know especially Mm. especially if they have like sign up for a big pinterest marketing course it's unlikely they're going to look for another pinterest marketing course like exactly the next week yeah so whereas these are much smaller products we've got 17 dollars 27 dollars um, smaller products which people are more willing to buy on a regular basis and multiple times through the month. So there is a demand for looking out the best, looking out for the best PLR deals out there, which are the new products out there that I want to get my hands on. And I love offering bonuses. So Ooh, I was um, just about to ask, how I, do you make your email different? <laughs> if everyone is friends and everyone's talking about how cool, like say, I'm just gonna make up names. So we've got faith, obviously. So like, I can talk about how great faith is on my newsletter. And we'll just say there's an imaginary uh, lady named Charlene. So if they're all getting an email about me, Charlene and faith, all the same, like week, like how do we help stand out? And so, like you said, is it that bonuses that you offer? Do you give them additional tips? Is it the relationship? What makes it so they're like, I'm going to buy through face, not through Kate's or Charlene's today. Yes, it, it is definitely the bonuses. So um, 
I think at the beginning, when I first joined the PLR, uh, there were not that many people who were offering bonuses for affiliate promotions. And then I was new and then I was hungry and I just wanted a piece of the pie. And then um, I, I noticed that there were a few people who offered bonuses. So I thought, you know, if you're going to buy it, why not buy from me? And and here's the deal. When you get it from me, I will give you like added bonus. So I would offer bonuses uh, for, usually I can offer bonuses like coupons. So let's say if you buy a $27 product from me, sometimes I even do like a one-for-one -one offer and I give you a $27 coupon so that you can use that coupon for to shop in my store. Mm -hmm. So that gives people that, you know, that, that, um, that added value for the dollar that mm -hmm. they're investing in this product. And, but most of the bonuses that work really well are bonuses that I specifically create for the affiliate promotion that I am promoting. Like if it's a new planner, sometimes I create um, a short video tutorial, like 20 to 30 minutes to say, hey, this is an awesome template and this is how you can customize it. So my training complements the product so you you can get this product at xx dollars and when you get it from me you get this bonus training to show you exactly how to customize this product and people love people love that yeah so that's so, so awesome. um are you spending all your week <laughs> creating these like loom videos like that's all i can think about or is it like only the good ones like or is it that you're like no okay like i love creating these videos i do it every week it's the best um i think i i I do, I am selective. I mean, I am not able to create bonuses for everything that I promote for. So after a while, I kind of can spot which I think will be the hot sellers. Like there are some creators, every time they come up with a product, you know, it's going to be a hot seller. So you want to be able to get your audience to buy it from you, from me. So for those products, and of course, if, if it's a higher price product, you know, the commission is more attractive. It also gives you a greater incentive to create a bonus for that. So um, I would say it depends on the relationship that I have with the content creator, um, depends on the remuneration and also how relevant it is to my audience. So um, my audience love my planners, but they're also a group of audience who love coloring images. So there are also people who sell like entire coloring packs with individual PNG images that you can then use to create, you know, different coloring books that people can sell on Amazon, but the coloring packs don't work well for me. So even though yeah. when I try to get, <laughs> when I try to create bonuses for them, sometimes they just fall flat. So, you know, after a while you kind of, you kind of understand that, um, you know, what, what affiliate promotions work best for my, for my list and then the ones that I create, I can create the most relevant bonuses will also help me with the affiliate promotions. Oh, that makes so much sense. Now I'm going to ask that this will be our last question. I said, again, I could talk to you all day because I'm like so fascinated by all of this. <laughs> like I said, don't worry. We're going to have where you can follow her email. She can sign up. She can hear all about the Academy that is coming up, but I know that everyone is going to be mad at me and send me DMs on Instagram. If I do not ask, how do you deliver the affiliate stuff? Is it like through the tracking link Do people have to like email you back? Um, does it depend? Or I know that you had just mentioned that you had a relationship with certain sellers. Um, I guess, cause I know like with Thrivecart for my affiliates with Thrivecart, once you get your affiliate link, you can just add a delivery bonus to it and you never have to worry about it ever again. And I have a lot of affiliates that do that. It's wicked smart. 
So do you know the sellers that have an easy product like that? And so those are the ones that you create them for? Yes. So um, most of us in the PLR community are using this software called Amember Pro. And I never knew about this until I purchased that bundle myself. And as I was redeeming all the different products, I'm like, what is this a member pro? Why is everyone using it? So then I just decided that if everyone is using it and I'm going to penetrate the market, I needed to use that too. So um, it is a software that we purchase for a one-time fee, similar to Thrivecart. Yeah. Um, and then it needs to get installed on WordPress. So then it is, it's a checkout page. It basically works like Thrivecard. We upload our files there and then it allows our customers to create a member account. So every time they purchase something, they have this member login and then they can access the member account to get access to all the purchases that they have made on this particular store. And then it also comes with an affiliate program similar to Thrivecard. Yeah. So as a member, you can also sign up to be an affiliate and then, you know, same thing, the PayPal payouts or Stripe payouts, and then you grab your affiliate links. Um, we do need to get an, a paid plugin so that our affiliates can add bonus links. Yeah, nice. so basically it works. It, I would say it works like Thrivecart. It's just that it is a different software. And yeah. for some reason, it's very popular in the PLR community. But for myself, I use both Thrivecart as well as a member pro um, just so that I could keep the courses and the PLR stuff separate. Yeah, especially now with Thrivecart, the, the new Learn, Learn yes. Plus platform. That is so amazing. So It's so good. The only reason I love Podia so much. I'm just like, oh, what are you doing to me, Thrivecart? You know, Podia's <laughs> love my life. That's where I have all my courses. I'm like, oh, you look so good. You can do so many things. Yes. You're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so smart. So, I mean, like I said, we could talk forever. I'm so excited that the kids were, <laughs> were nice enough to stay on there. So you have to let everyone know because they're going to want to hang out with you. Where can they find out more about your courses? If they want to be getting into um, the PLR, I think I've got that right. Dyslexia comes out sometimes yes. this late at night. How can they get more of you? The socials, let us know everything. Okay, so my website is on facebizacademy.com. I will definitely drop the links um, and send it to Kate. Um, I do have a new product launching. Um, it's a membership program. So because I love creating products and I love the human interaction with my core, core students as well as coaching clients. So my, I'm actually running a new membership program where you can get unlimited access to all my courses so you can really help Ooh. you with I've got like at least 25 courses to date and yes. you can get unlimited access to them um, you can learn about design skills in Canva in PowerPoint online marketing Pinterest marketing and then if you top up $20 per month you get access to me for a group coaching experience so uh, we have an exclusive Facebook group and then we also have monthly coaching calls so I really love being able to interact with, um, with real people, you know, so yes. <laughs> I've been starved for so long, you know, so I've been, like you said, I've been vlogging in my corner, not knowing anyone in the U S and, and now that I have finally established my own community and who, who, you know, it's, it goes both ways. Right. So they appreciate what I do and, and they have trusted me enough to purchase my courses. And then now we're actually doing coaching programs and, you know, despite the time difference, I've actually managed to coach a group of ladies in the last two months. So we would have, cool. um, I would wake up at 6 a.m. 
so that we can have a coaching call at 630. <laughs> and then yeah. it would be 630 in the US, you know, in the evening, but, you know, it still works. And that's still replay. And then, um, you know, you get access to me on Facebook. So I love being able to have that hands on experience with my students and my clients so that I can really guide them through, you know, um, I guess I felt really lonely before, right? So I really yeah. don't want people to have that same feeling. You know, I think having a community is is really beneficial in building your business because I think most of us, um, we, we lack that real life person with inverted commas to talk about mm-hmm. our online business. You know, despite having support from family and from friends, sometimes they just don't quite get it. You know, they don't quite get what's the big hoo-ha about selling a $25 product online. Or, you know, I know, or just what's be the excited hoo-ha? for me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or what's the big hoo-ha about getting your first 100 email subscribers, you know? So having that community who understands and who can cheer you on and someone to share their experience with you, I think that is very, very helpful. And that is something I want to do for my community. And that makes so much sense because again, I mean, like Faith literally gave away almost everything, guys. I mean, not like the actual like technical <laughs> skills, but you literally saw her business plan. She was alone and isolated. Then she found a community. She became friends with them. They all offered to help each other out. A rising tide raises all ships type of scenario. And she just fast-tracked her way to success. And it was in a little under a year that her whole entire business changed. And now she's literally putting together a community. So if you are a little bit too nervous to reach out to people and be like, hey, would you talk about my private label right stuff she's gonna give you other <laughs> friends to have like it just it's yes. just so smart so thank you so much faith like i said thank you so much for being part of the back to business bundle that we had run and in the fall i mean everybody loved it they thought it was so cool so again go ahead we'll have all the links for faith on there do you like to hang out on instagram or in any place other online or just pretty much go to your website join the email list all that goodness yep yep <laughs> I'm not, I'm not very much on Instagram though, but, but you can find me to hang out or you can find me on Facebook. Alrighty. Sounds good. We'll make sure to put a link to all that stuff in the show notes. I got to be honest with you. I don't know the last time I updated my Facebook page. (laughs) I hope my Instagram goes over there because it would be like, what, who is this person? She does nothing. Hmm. So thank you so much, Faith. This was such an amazing interview and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.